This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. COVID-19 has forced every bar and restaurant in America to adapt and find creative new ways to bring customers in. And it hasn't always been easy. Here in Chicago, a local nonprofit is working with Black-owned businesses on the South Side to weather the storm. It's called Food Lab Chicago, and it aims to create jobs and build community along the Restaurant Row Corridor on 75th Street. With us now to talk about this is Chef Sadakia Emanuel, co-owner of Majani Vegan Cuisine. Hi, Chef T. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Tell us how you got involved with Food Lab. Uh, I was introduced to the Food Lab through the uh, South Shore Chamber of Commerce, um, who has been, you know, our support our support group. I mean, they really have gone above and beyond for us. And this is just one of the many things that they've done to help um, help make sure that we survive and that we thrive. Well, tell us more about uh, Majani and your menu. Well, Majani is a Swahili word that means green. And so for us, the, the menu was... Um, the challenge for us was to try to bring healthy eating options and create conversations in our community around issues of of healthy eating. And so we wanted to create a menu that would um, satiate the palate of our community, which is 90% African-American. And so having collard greens and mac and cheese and black happy fritters and uh, vegan gumbo are things that we wanted to have so that we could um, uh, not only heal, but satiate our uh, the palate of our community. Well, let's bring another voice to help us with this conversation, Chef. Here's uh, Nidra Sims-Fears, who's executive director of the Greater Chatham Initiative, also head of Food Lab Chicago. Hi, Nidra. Welcome to Reset. Oh, thank you for having us. So can you bring us back, Nidra, tell us about Food Lab Chicago and how it actually got started. Um, Food Lab Chicago started two years ago. Um, and um, kicked off right when the recession started and we were in um, free fall. And so it was a really important um, vehicle to work with at that time, 20 um, restaurants and other food-based businesses to help them um, really figure out how to cope. Um, we initially started. We initially started because we acknowledge that almost 50% of all businesses um, on the South Side are food-based businesses. Mm-hmm. So they are core to um, our economy. And what we also saw during the pandemic, that they became essential um, resources. Um, 40% of our folks um, don't have cars. 25% um, don't have um, um credit cards. And so um, during the civil unrest, when we literally lost a third of our um, grocery stores, um, the restaurants were literally the places where people could walk and get food to. So um, so So we realized that not only are they important because they support our corridors, um, but they provide an essential service. Um, And so um, our um, Food Lab Chicago, um, we're funded by Chicago Community Foundation and by Wells Fargo because they recognize that um, um, black businesses um, needed the support. And so we 
really work with them Mm -hmm. um, specifically around food-elated businesses, business um, information like how to do plate costing, which is really so important because um, we believe that if every plate is profitable, then you will be profitable. And we want these businesses to succeed and grow. And Nidra, you, you mentioned lost grocery stores. What do you mean? Exactly. Well, after the civil unrest, we literally lost a third of our grocery stores. Um, They were looted. Um, And so um, it it was a huge burden. Um, We lost everything from Walmart to the corner bodega to the um, dollar stores. And we're pleased to say that 50% of them have come back. Um, But it was huge because people would walk to the grocery stores and get food. And Mm -hmm. when they weren't there, you had to take a couple of buses to get there. And that's a hardship. Chef T, talk to us about how the the pandemic has changed the way that you operate and, and how Food Lab Chicago helped you get through it. Well, I think the first two weeks of the pandemic, um, we were kind of in shock. Like, are we, should we move forward? Can we move forward? How do we move forward? And I think um, it was a pivotal time because that's when the Food Lab came and said, hey, we have we, we, they put together a program that helped us to navigate through um, the pivot. I mean, we switched from, we updated our website. We um, we had another look at our pricing and uh, um, changed from, you know, all plastic to all sustainable containers. Uh, so it was just, it was a variety of things. You know, it's actually, actually need to mention just looking at our costs and, and making sure that each item was profitable so that we could uh, so that we could survive. I mean, so it was a variety of things. And every class that we had, I believe it was 13 classes, it seemed like every class that we had was like, oh, yeah, that's we need that. We need that information like right now. Mm-hmm. And so it was just it was it was just the timeliness of it and the uh, the thoroughness of it really helped us to um, to transition. Nidra, how does Food Lab benefit the surrounding community? So, um, so it, so Food Lab benefits the um, surrounding community by making our um, our restaurant tours um, profitable, um, and so that they survive. We're pleased to see say that every restaurant that we work with. Um, all of them um, survived COVID, um, which was amazing considering that um, a third of all restaurants went out of business. So being able to have that layer of support, um, we work with very mature businesses anywhere from three years to 65 years. Mm-hmm. And for them to, um, it's like getting all the smart kids together and sharing best practices because they say that if I can do it, you can do it. So a good example was um, everyone that wanted PPP loans got them. Our first um, session that we did, we brought in um, bankers from um, Providence Bank and Seaway Self-Help Credit Union um, to teach them how to put together a PPP loan package, and they delivered. The banks, if you went there, they took your application, put it on the top of the pile, and everyone got PPP money if they wanted it. And that was critical because they could see, well, if Chef T got it, then 
then I could get it as well. Mm -hmm. And it demystified it and also established relationships so that, unfortunately, our big banks, commercial banks, they weren't our best PPP um, um, backers in our community the first go-round. And so the community banks were pivotal in keeping those businesses open because as Chef T says, um, what's the sense of having technical assistance if we don't have the money to execute the ideas? Chef T, I could hear you agreeing with uh, Nidra as she spoke there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, my primary bank, we had applied uh, prior to, and by the time they responded back, like two weeks later, I had already switched through, uh, through uh, uh, Food Lab and, and gotten the money. By the time they responded, and by the time they responded, said they couldn't do it. Mm. So it, it meant everything for us. It certainly meant us. You know, it was the the lily pad for us to continue to leap forward. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, what does the future look like for Majani? Well, Majani, you know, we at one point we had three locations, and we're where we realized that we had to um, we're down to one, and and being the one is <clears throat> allowed us to kind of. Um, refocus and get better at what we do and um uh we we look forward to being able to serve the community in a different in a different way like we want to at this point at some point this year uh, be ready for franchising uh our our ultimate goal is to create a vegan village that we can have a whole network of thriving vegan restaurants that are supported by the community in a way that we can uh take the success that we've had and multiply it so that we can do greater work in, in terms of healing the community and bringing about uh healthy food options. That's Chef Sadakia Emanuel, co-owner of Majani Vegan Cuisine. Chef T, thank you so much and best of luck to you. Thank you. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And if you're just tuning in, this is the latest in our weekly series, Food Friday. Today, we're learning about Food Lab Chicago. That's a nonprofit that works with Black-owned businesses on the South Side. Nidra Sims' fears of Food Lab Chicago is still with us. But uh, I want to bring another voice into the conversation. So joining us now is Constance Sims Kincaid, owner of Five Loaves Eatery. Hi, Constance. Welcome to Reset. Hi, Sasha. How are you doing? Hi, Nidra. Hey, hey, good morning. Doing well. Thanks for joining, Constance. Your uh, your restaurant's been a part of the Southside community for nearly two decades now. So what can you tell us about Five Loaves and where things stand for you right now? Okay, so Five Loaves, um, first of all, um, uh, it has been in business now for 18 years, although the past going on five months, we have been closed. Um, and that, you know, that what, started. Yeah, what's yeah. that been like? Uh, it's been very challenging. Um, and I started with the staffing and then, you know, just a slew of other things, just, you know, back to back. However, I have to say this, though. Food Lab Chicago has not left me behind. They have held my hand through through everything that I have gone through and that I'm going through right now. And they keep me motivated and they 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 really offer positive feedback and motivation. So Food Lab, I have to say, is one of the best things on the south side of Chicago right now. If you are a small business and a small restaurant business, this is something that you really, really should look at uh, joining. Because, you know, 
number one thing is no man is an island. And I think that a lot of us small businesses, we kind of think as if like we're doing this by ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you now, it's not necessary. It's, it's just not. Well, tell us more about how, how the group is helping you get back on your feet, Constance. Well, first of all, um, they are acting as if I'm still open, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> because we are working on things for the fact of, you know, the time and the time in which I will be reopening. We're still working on menus and we're working on pricing and we're working on the growth plan. So these are things that they're motivating and they're, you know, leading me to say, you know what, I'm coming back. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be smarter about some things. So yeah, yeah, very, very, you know, helpful. Nidra, how many businesses do do you work with? Between, um, we have two classes of of a total of 40 local businesses. And so right now we're in um, 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 Chatham, Greater Grand Crossing, South Shore, and next year we'll be expanding to Bronzeville and Inglewood. Um, so, um, So we're really pleased to add those two additional areas um, so that we can keep growing and strengthening these um, businesses. Mm-hmm. We're pleased to see, say that probably a third of them have expanded where, um, you know, they've moved to another location. As you saw, Chef T Franchise, um, one of our stars, um, Brown Sugar Bakery, they bought Cupid Candies. Um, we have others that are um, – um, just open up in Millennial Park, um, opening up on North Side, and so this is where I would say our our uh, our really strong um, restaurants um, they could see that the um, the pie shrunk but their slice of the pie got bigger. Yeah. Um, and so they were able to expand. And so we applaud those that have. Did they have to meet any qualifications? Oh, well, th- um, I would say that um, each each organization does things differently, and that's one of the things that I really love about this. That So, for example, Josephine's, they decided to expand to the corner place and to the airport by partnering with other organizations. Um, Keep the Candy, they bought, I mean, um, Brown Sugar Bakery, they bought an organization. Um, Chef T plans to franchise um, his operation. So each business is different, and they have different requirements requirements, but all require a really strong base, uh, a a fundamental um, understanding of their um, core um, marketing principles, who they are, what do they want to Mm -hmm. um, be, how they plan to provide those services, obviously having good banking relationships with people who um, believe in them and will support them. Um, and, and I would also say that the people who've gotten very good at completing the grant and loan applications, um, they know now how to go out and get the money. Right. Well, Constance, we already know how you uh, you feel and your gratitude towards Food Lab Chicago, but I wonder what it's been like for you to also have this network of peers that you can turn to for support. Like I said, 
no man is an island. And many of us, um, you know, business owners, we we are working our business, and you know, we are basically we are basically looking basically um, at these four walls all day, and we're we're moving and we're talking and things like that, but. Food Lab Chicago, that is one of the main things that I took from that is that the peers, the peers that I have grown to, you know, be closer to, and it just builds our, um, it, it just helps build our uh, community even stronger and better. Yeah. So um, it's just really something that is outstanding. It's a beautiful thing to see and to be a part of and to listen in on, to add in things. Um, it's just wonderful. It really is. Briefly tell us about the uh, GoFundMe that's uh, available now to, to help Five Loaves Eatery reopen. Yes. Okay. So that is on uh, on and going. Um, my youngest daughter, Lindsay, um, actually started that. Uh, Sasha, I do have to say this. Um, whenever she started it, I was like, oh my gosh, you have all my business out here in the street. What is going on? But I have to say, though, you know, um, we can't fill from an empty cup. And a lot of times we have to say what it is that we need. And um, the main thing is reaching out to those that love us and um, the care and people are showing their support on a daily basis, even with just phone calls, even with just writing us and saying, hey, mm-hmm. we are, are rooting, you know, we are rooting strongly for you. Um, so, you know, um, so basically um, uh, we've got a ways to go. However, I have confidence and faith that it's going to happen. God is so good. Yes, it is going to happen for sure, because five lows is needed not only in the Chatham area, but mm-hmm. in every uh, area. Sasha, I have to say this. Five Lows is a type of restaurant, and I've never seen this before. And, and mind you, I have been in the restaurant business yeah. for going on like 27 years. We've got just so. about 10 seconds here. Okay, yeah, real quick. That is, that is the type of place that they come in for just hooks. So, yeah. Well, we wish you the best of luck, uh, Constance Sims Kincaid, owner of Five Loaves Eatery. Also with us was Nidra Sims Fears, executive director of the Greater Chatham Initiative and head of Food Lab Chicago. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.